Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, Luke chapter 22 today. We are continuing this journey through the Gospel of Luke, uh, now in the last week of Jesus' life. And a lot's going to happen in chapter 22, 71 verses. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground today. So let's go. Good morning, John. Um, see what God has to say. You know, you never know how we're going to be encouraged, corrected, taught, strengthened, inspired. You never know. Uh, so, you know, what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read. Now, the festival of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching. And the chief priest and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. People still try to find a way to get rid of Jesus. But they were afraid of the people. See, they were afraid of what the people, the people were. People were following Jesus. So they wanted to get rid of Jesus because they didn't like that. Verse three. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. So Jesus or Judas is uh, making this deal with the uh, religious leaders. Presumably Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday likely of Holy Week. Judas uh, seals the deal, agrees to betray Jesus at an opportune time for a set sum of money. Verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Verse 9, where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked, verse 10, he replied, as you enter the city, that is Jerusalem, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Now, interestingly, this was kind of a different thing. Um, in that culture, generally, a ladies would be carrying water, a pitcher of water, not the men. It'd be like, um, just so it, this is this would stand out because you might think, how many people were, how many guys are walking around carrying pitchers of water? Well, in that culture, that would have stood out a little bit. It would have been unique. Like, look for the guy getting a pedicure. There's going to be like, there'll be like 20 women getting the petty. And then there's this one guy with his feet. In, he, that's the one. Go, go, go get him. <laughs> if he's <laughs> Manny and the petty, get him. He's the one. That's the one. Holla at him. 
Um, so as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters. And say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? So presumably, you know, this guy is the, the owner of the home, is a believer in Jesus, uh, knows Jesus, and is ready to accommodate the Passover at his home. He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. Now, that's why we often think that, you know, they were kind of leaning. That's how that's how um, uh, often they ate was on the ground, leaning on an elbow, reclining at the table. Um, so the apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to kind of put our minds in this, but uh, Jesus knew it was the last supper. But the disciples didn't fully, I mean, they knew it was an ominous moment, but they didn't quite know that this, they, they weren't fully aware at the moment that this was the last supper. Um, but Jesus is fully aware of it. But he's, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to eat this again. I'm not going to be at that, this uh, type of uh, meal with you again until we, till, till we're in heaven. Verse 17, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this divided among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. He gave it to them saying, this is my body. Given for you, do this in remembrance of me. So he took these common elements on the table, uh, on the Passover table, wine and bread. And he filled them with new meaning. These Passover elements now would represent him, his body, his blood. And so um, he said, continue to remember it. It's a way to, as we talked about Sunday, the, the, the Lord's Supper is a way for us to touch, taste, smell, physically engage um, with salvation. We aren't saved through the communion elements. But Jesus gives these elements to us as a way to physically engage, physically um, interface with salvation, the, the bread, the, the wine, the body, the blood. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the cup of the new covenant, new agreement that is signed in what? In my blood, Jesus' blood, which is poured out for you. This isn't no longer about the Passover lamb in Exodus that saved the children of Israel from the death angel. This is a this is a fulfillment. This is a this is a fulfillment of uh, the, a, a true picture of salvation. This is going to be uh, the blood of Jesus, who is the Passover lamb that saves us from death. 
New, it's a new covenant, <clears throat> which is poured out for you. But the hand of verse 21, but the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. So somebody, somebody here on at this table is going to betray me. Everybody's like, ah, everybody feeling guilty. <laughs> everybody feeling guilty at that point. It's like, oh no. But Judas knows exactly who he's talking about because he's already started, he's already got the wheels turning of his betrayal. Verse 22, the son of man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. Like Jesus says, I, I, it is what it is, but woe to the person who betrays the son of God. Verse 23, they began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Peter's like, John, I knew that would be you. John, that's got to be you. Matthew, Matthew, you, you, man, I, I always knew someone was up with you. Bartholomew, Bart, with a name like that, you know you're up to something. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so a dispute, <laughs> verse 24, a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be considered the greatest. So that's an interesting segue, right? Who's going to be the greatest? Now, we just talking about who's going to be, who just who betrayed. Now we're talking about who's the greatest. Verse 25, Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest. So Gentiles always, you know, one man up, you know, always trying to one up the next guy. Always trying to make to the top, you know, jockeying for power, as it were. Jesus says, no, 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 that's not how it is in the kingdom of God. That's not how it is in, in my administration, Jesus would say. It's not how we play. In, my, in, in the kingdom of God, if you want to be the greatest, you must be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Just as I'm setting the example. I am. I've set the example as a servant. You are those who have stood by me in my trials and I can confer on you a kingdom just as my father confirmed conferred one on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel wow places there are places of honor yet to be found in God's kingdom but it's uh, it comes through service not through trying to uh, lord it over people verse 31 Simon Simon Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat but I have prayed for you Simon's like, you know, Jesus is in the middle of the way it, the way it reads, right? Jesus is teaching um, about power, greatest. He says, now you, Simon. What, what, what Lord? What? <laughs> Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. He wants to take you out. But I've prayed for you. Mm. That you, your faith may not fail. Man, that's a good prayer right there. That your faith may not fail. That's a good prayer for all of us. 
God, I pray that my faith may not fail. I'll continue to trust. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. See, Jesus is like looking ahead now because he knows what Peter is going to do in just a little while. He's about to tell him. Verse 33, but he replied, Lord, I am ready to go to you to prison and to death. Peter's confident. He's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stand by you. I'll stand by you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> He's like, I'll stand by you. Um, Jesus said, I tell you what, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. You will deny that you know me. Mm. That's one of those uh, convicting moments, right? Like, you know, sometimes we gather and pray. Like, Man, oh, yeah, we spend some time in prayer. Sometimes the Lord's like, you know, before before you have lunch today, you're going to deny me three times. No, 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 Lord. No, I started off with prayer today. I started off with prayer and the word of God. I'm, no, uh-uh. I would go with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for you at work. I'm going to stand up for you in wherever you put me today. I'm going to put, I'm going to, because I started off in the word and prayer. I'm, I'm with you, Jesus. I'm with you. Just like, mm, before your lunch break, you're going you're gonna to already deny me three times. It's basically what he says to Peter, even, even more intense though. He says, man, but even before, before tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me before the rooster crows. Then Jesus asked him, when I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing. Nothing, Lord. He said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with their transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. Jesus is, Jesus is teaching that it's coming to a close. It's, we're reaching the culmination point. The disciples said, see, Lord, here are two swords. Jesus says, that's enough. <laughs> we, 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 we're not, we don't need a, we don't need a, uh, we're not leading a, a rebellion, a revolt. We don't need lots of weapons. Um, it was just a way to raise the awareness of the severity of the moment. Verse 39, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives. I'm guarantee you one of those, look, by the way, I guarantee you one of those swords was Simon the Zealot. You know, Simon the Zealot, he's he, he packing, man. He packing all the time. Simon, he was a zealot. That's where, that's where Jesus saved him from, from being a religious zealot who wanted to overthrow the Roman government. So, you know, he got concealed carry all the time. He always packing heat. <laughs> so he says, I've got two. Simon and somebody else got one. Peter. Simon and Peter got one. I don't know. Um, verse 39. Jesus went out as usual. This wasn't uncommon. This is a normal thing Jesus did. To the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. We talked about that Sunday, too. We talked about the power of prayer, that it's okay to ask God for things. Jesus asked God for things. Jesus asked 
God to take this cup from him. He's facing the crucifixion and he asked God, Lord, take this cup from me. He's asking God for something. It's okay to ask God for things in our lives. But it's also remember, good to remember Jesus, the latter part of that um, petition. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. God, please do this. At the end of the day, Lord, whatever your will is. I'm not trying to bring, I'm not trying to bring earth up to heaven. I'm trying to take earth to heaven, my will up to heaven. I'm trying to bring God's will to earth. Let your will be done. Not my will be done up in heaven, but may heaven's will be done on earth. Verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. That's an intense prayer, man. Jesus is, in pray is praying with intensity. His sweat were like drops of blood. Verse 45, when he rose from prayer and went back to his disciples, he found them asleep. They were tired. Exhausted from sorrow. We often give them a bad rap right there, right? We give the disciples a bad rap. And they fell asleep. But they were exhausted from sorrow. They were sad. They were defeated. They were, there's all, it was a heavy, heavy uh, moment. And they're just exhausted, depleted. And Jesus says, why are you sleeping? He asked. Get up and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up. And the man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading him, approaching Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? Oof. Judas goes up to kiss Jesus. And Jesus says, Judas, are you going to betray the son of man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going on, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? We got two. Like Barney Five, I got my bullet. <laughs> I got my one bullet. <laughs> we got our two swords. What do we do? Simon the Zealous, like, I know how to use this thing. Tell me, tell me where to go. Um, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And but they didn't wait for the answer. What's <laughs> this? Lord, should we? <laughs> Lord, should we strike with our swords? There goes flying in the air. You didn't let me answer. <laughs> uh, Lord, should we? Oh, ears go flying. You didn't let me answer the question. And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. They cut off his ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Hey, Bart, hand me that ear. <laughs> um, healed him. Verse 52. Then Jesus said to the chief priest, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come to him, I am, am, am I leading a rebellion that you've come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this, but this is your hour when darkness reigns. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. He's like, you've had, why, why are you, being, why are you, why are you um, evoking violence now? It's never, this has never been necessary. 
but it's because the hour is dark. Verse 54, then seizing him, they led him away and took him to the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. The same one who said, I'll follow you anywhere. I am, I'll be with you to prison and to death. And when some there were had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with him. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him. You look familiar, man. And said, this man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know. I don't know him. Mm -mm. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you are the one. You are one of them. Man, I am not. Second time. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with them, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. I don't know how to do something like that. I don't know. You know, make a rooster sound. That's what it did. Every time I try to make an animal noise, it sounds like Blue's Clues. I don't know. It always sounds like Blue's Clues. <laughs> anyway, the rooster crowed is what I'm saying. Um, verse 61. Now, this is a powerful moment right here. 61. Then the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Oh, man. Can you catch, capture that moment? Can you capture that moment? Um, Peter just denies Jesus the third time. The rooster crows. And Peter knows that he's he has betrayed the Lord. He has, he has uh, denied him. And Jesus turns from a distance while being, you know, persecuted and on trial unfairly. Looks, makes eye contact with Peter. Wow. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And watch this. And he went out and wept bitterly. You ever feel that remorse sometimes? Like when you when you feel like you let God down? You're like, man, I was I was gonna do this. I was gonna say this. I was gonna be this kind of witness. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna let that upset me again. I wasn't gonna react that way again. I told myself. I told myself. I would. Do, I told myself. I told the Lord. I would did not do that again, and I did it again. That's Peter, man. He's like, I said I wouldn't. I did, and he wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded him, demanded, prophesy, prophesy who hit you. And they said many other insulting things. So they're hitting him from all different angles and they're like, prophesy, tell us, tell us who hit you. If you know so much and you know all and you're omniscient, tell us where that punch came from. Verse 66, at daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law met together. And Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I ask you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. That sounds like he's claiming to be God to me. They all asked, are you then the Son of God? He replied, you say that I am. 
Then they said, why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Did Jesus ever claim to be God? Yep, all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. And right here is a great example of that, which is why, um, why they crucified him. People didn't get crucified in the first century for being nice. They didn't get crucified in the in the first century for, you know, feeding hungry people. You didn't get crucified in the first century for um, just being nice to people and kind and um, reaching out to people who were sick. That's not why you were crucified. Crucified because you, you were a threat. You were crucified because of blasphemy. And he, uh, he claimed to be God because he was. All right, you guys. Great to have you on today. Let's uh, let's pray. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So, hey, let's pray. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for, um, wow, this ominous, uh, powerful, passionate scene uh, of the Last Supper. Lord, uh, we feel the passion. We feel the the intensity. We feel uh, the regret. We feel the uh, the sting of betrayal. We feel all of that in these words. And uh, Lord, we recognize that you did all of this. You gave all for us. Uh, you endured it all for our salvation uh, because you love us. Um, and Lord, thank you for uh, second chances. Thank you for knowing the future and, and knowing our failures and our frailties and loving us still. And uh, Lord, I pray that my friends today would feel that uh, encouragement that you love them, that you are for them, um, that uh, that you are the God of second chances. Lord, I, I pray for each person today, whatever strength and encouragement, power uh, they need, may you make it uh, available to them uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit today. For those who are sick, may you raise them up. For those who need encouragement, for those who need uh, direction, wisdom, Lord, uh, we seek it from you today and we believe that you will answer. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the power of prayer. Uh, Lord, we pray that great things uh, might be done through our lives today to make your name great, and we will give you all the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you guys today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. Now go and change the world. Go make a difference. Impact your friends, your neighbors, your community with the good news um, that we spent time talking about today. Um, we're going to be back at it tomorrow, Luke chapter 23, as we continue on through the Gospel of Luke. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.